Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching who? Watching for the very first time. Very first time. And here we are in the lovely, lush, green jungle. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? It's so green. So green and knotty. Knotty? Yeah, those knotweeds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the wolf weeds and stuff all around oh, here. Oh, wolf weeds. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've just realised I'm wearing green today as well. Like I'm the creature from the pit. (laughs) I am the creature. Okay, let's go straight into it because I want to know what you think of this one because this obviously is quite well known for having a quite a bad monster monster design. All I got from you was a picture of it, WTF, yesterday. <laughs> well, it was more that, like, out of nowhere, its little wiener comes out, and then the clock <laughs> is, like, blowing into it, and I was like, what the fuck? Why is, why is it giving it a blowjob? That's what I want to know. Okay, well, let's let's start from the beginning. How did you watch this? Painfully. Um, I was supposed to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Friday went and I hadn't watched it. So I was like, Saturday. Okay, Saturday night is going to be the night that I watch this. Like, But I'll spread it out. And then I started watching on Netflix, um, what's it called? Animal Park. Oh, I haven't seen that. So uh, it's on BBC Two and it's at Longley. <laughs> Oh, you'd love it, Mark. It's right up your street. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're basically they're following Longleat Zoo, and it's just about that. And it's it's a BBC thing. It's normally on like during the day on BBC Two, but for whatever reason, it's on Netflix at the minute. And I was like, Animal Park. I'll do one of these, and then I'll I'll intersperse like between one episode of Doctor Who, one episode of Animal Park. Um, and I did one episode of Animal Park and fell asleep for three hours. <laughs> I was just so exhausted. And then I woke up and it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, shit, I have to watch Doctor Who. So, and I also knew that I wouldn't get a chance on Sunday to watch it because we were recording. I had work and then we were coming straight into recording. So I was like, shit, I have to watch this. I, like, I have no option but to watch this now. So at like quarter past seven, by the time I'd woke myself up, like, come on, psyched myself into it. I started watching it and I had to do all four because I had no choice. Oh, no. Not the best way to start <laughs> Not the best way. story. Off, after like a three-hour nap, accidental nap. Uh, so with great difficulty, I watched this. And I, I don't know how much I've remembered because normally how we do it is I'll have watched it in bits or whatever and then I watched the last one just before we start recording, but I knew that wasn't an option today. And I'm not really sure how much of it I took in particularly the first episode or two. Like, I watched it, but I remember thinking, oh, I might have to read something on this, because I ha- which I also haven't done, but I remember thinking I might have to read something because I'm not actually sure how much of this I'm actually... Either I'm just not taking it in, or I'm so tired I'm not taking it in. Okay, well, we'll try and jog your memory. It's intentional, and I apologise but that's that's the way it went. That's you know that's how it was for me. How was it for you? Yeah, I've pretty much watched it all in one go today. 
it's not one that I've watched many times. So before, I wouldn't have really been able to tell you that much about it, apart from it's got that green blob thing in it. Because it's been a bit like, it's not one of, I wouldn't say this whole season has been one of my favourites. Because of that lighter tone, I like it a little bit more. I don't know, when you go back to the Doctor, you know, with beginning of with Leela, and there was like danger, and he was really like sort of, you knew there was a danger, he was really serious. Here, it felt like literally every other line was a sarcastic joke or a flippant remark or something. And I was watching it today thinking, oh, I wish he just had a little bit more of that danger. Because then once it's, when it's all flippant remarks, it doesn't have that seriousness to it. And then everyone is taking it seriously. They're acting it seriously. Yeah, yeah. But that sense of danger isn't there where it sort of used to be. And then you add in the big blob that doesn't work and then it feels a little bit more children-like and a bit more silly. But it's still fun and entertaining and I have really enjoyed this and I followed the story really well this time. But I wonder as well, this was something else I was thinking about in terms of, I do I host quizzes and I was talking to someone that I do a Doctor Who quiz and they were a Doctor Who fan and they said, who's your favourite Doctor? I was like, well, I can only say so far who's my favourite Doctor. And I was like, I think it would be Patrick Troughton still because I just think he was such a brilliant actor. He was so fantastic. Um, and it's not that I didn't enjoy the others, like, after or anything, like, but he was so strong throughout that, that and I, there were some brilliant character moments that I was just like, he's brilliant. And this person was like, oh, for me, it's the first Doctor. I was like, that's really interesting. And so we're talking about that. And I think there's something around, for me, this season feels like, like a comfort blanket season. So, you know, like how I was saying previously, like I think it's usually around January I start watching Gilmore Girls and there's just something very familiar about it and there's a little bit of sense of drama, but it's harmless otherwise. And I can just enjoy it. I can just sit back and be like, I know that I'm just going to have a nice adventure and I can just enjoy the what I see, the acting that I see and... And I feel that that is this season. I know we're not that far into it yet for me to be making that, but this feels a little bit like a comfort blanket season. It feels like a season that is more, the like you say, the acting isn't bad. Like no one's acting poorly. All right, there isn't the danger and threat, but if you just like, do you know what? I just want something that I can just enjoy, that I can just like, know and feel great with and I feel that's this season a little bit and the last season there was something about the familiarity of knowing with the keys what was happening that gives you that sense of and I feel that's maybe where things are at the minute in terms of we haven't got like the danger we haven't got that threat in the same way you know we've not had anything really graphic like we have for a while that's not to say anything's bad though there's just something really like there's like a, a nostalgia even though I'm watching this for the first time there's a really odd nostalgia to it yeah because I've always thought of this season as a bit cheaper again and been a bit harsh on the production stuff but we start off in this the jungle I mean we've had a lot of jungles in Doctor Who the difference I didn't realize how much is done on film I don't know if you noticed the quality and I think that adds a bit more something else to it, a bit of atmosphere to it. If that was all brightly lit in a studio, 
I don't think I would have enjoyed this as much. I know that's like a production thing. I'm always harsh on production. I can't help it. <laughs> but but, but I really... really interesting because I've never felt that the season's cheap. Well, I mean, I know they're in Paris last week and stuff, but, but I mean, I know exactly. It... And like, I've I've no, I've no so far. There's nothing that's made me think the scrimping. I think we've had like poor monsters as an example here. They're not always going to be a hit. They're just not. Um, and I prefer something like this to just a glowy blob. What do you mean? Something like? Like, I prefer something like we had today. That the Lighthouse to... one. Yeah, to just a, a glowy blob. Like, I prefer something that's actually visible and trying to be something than, some, than just a light effect or green screen thing, you know? I much prefer that because there's a sense of at least something even if it's not wonderful, because how like every week having to come up with something new, it's not always going to be wonderful. No, I actually didn't think it was as bad watching this. The green blob and everything. I quite liked the green blob in the end. Um, but let's start at the beginning with... Yes. Let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> so actually, this is the first one that they filmed of this season. So you've got Romana oh. and the Doctor in the TARDIS... And let's just clothes watch a minute. Romana's outfit in sort yeah, of white. she's in that white thing with the belt. So she's got the white thing on, a bit flowy, and she's got a lot of makeup on this time. And I think what happened was this first one that she's done, they're trying to make her like the other Romana. You know, the other Romana wore white flowy things. Yeah. And, I mean, previously she's had um, the second Romana has had the pink coat and then the schoolgirl outfit she's got her own sense of style but we've sort of reverted back for this one so you can really tell it's the first one they filmed because she's trying to be like the other romana and this is the first time she's got a full load of makeup on it doesn't suit her i, sh I think she looks pretty terrible it's just not her it's the other one so and she's got that apron thing on the beginning i was like what is she wearing what has happened <laughs> compared to previous weeks so it's not not a good outfit for her especially going through that jungle and stuff no, it was an odd choice for where she was, actually. Yeah, I did feel that. Although it did help in terms of her standing out. So it, it worked in terms of that. And other Romana works that way as well. Can we talk about K9? Yes, K9 is back. Good or bad? <sighs> no. Oh, no. Is it the new voice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a different actor with the voice. It just feels really trying. <laughs> but you like as in like, as in like, I'm trying to be. I think what I liked about K9 was there was almost like a sarcastic element to K9. Sort of like, a, I know I'm clever and I don't even need to try. Uh, sort of thing. Like, And he'd have those comments of like, of course. Like, <laughs> like negative. That is not what. And I don't know. There was something sort of like very dry about that that I liked. This voice feels very much like it's trying to fit in and trying really hard. Yeah, I didn't realise there was so much K9 in this, and he's quite a big part of the plot throughout, and he's a bit of a dick. A, yeah, <laughs> he's really different, and I just, I'm just not on board with it. Yeah, it's really different. It's not just the voice change, it's the characterisation as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. Because the voice is the character, and for whatever reason, it just feels like... When it first when I first heard it, I was like, it sounds way too energetic. And I don't know whether that's like a little bit of script as well. You know, the, the script obviously is 
different people doing it, whatever. But yeah, it just didn't feel the same. And it, it, it the whole character of Kanan felt completely different to what we've had. There was this real dryness to Canine that I enjoyed. The sort of the character that sort of knew that how clever it was, but didn't even need to say it. Would but would say in these moments of like to the doctor of like negative, you're wrong, sort of thing. And I, I quite liked that, and almost didn't say much. Whereas this was loads of dialogue, and I don't know. I just I wasn't a fan. I blabbered on a lot about that. No, he, I know what you mean. It takes some getting used to. Let's see if we get used to different canine going forward. But he was used as a, pretty much as a gun quite a lot in this as well. It's nice that he is in part of the plot, though, and he was because he's metal and there was all of that, and then he had yeah. quite a few of the answers for things. So I'm glad that they've written him in now, not just left him in the TARDIS all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, like, I agree with that. But even then, like, just to use him as a gun, that's what we were doing when we first had K-9. He's walking around blasting things. Okay, well, we'll see what, see what happens with K-9. Anyway, so we've got the new voice. And we've got, in the jungle, so you've got Lady Adastra, and then you've got that older lady that's sort of her lady-in-waiting. So that old lady's been in Doctor Who before. Go on. She is old mother in the very first caveman story. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, who okay. Looks no, who looks just as old in this, however many years, like 17 years later. Mm. So she is, she's the one, she was, um, I don't know, Zal's mother or whatever. The old yeah, mother, yeah, she yeah. got killed, didn't she, in the Cave of Skulls? Yeah. And here she is again, back again, playing pretty much exactly the same kind of character in a way. <laughs> I, that is one thing I did enjoy about this. I loved having, and I do love having a female villain. We've had quite a few recently, haven't we? Yeah. I okay, love so, a powerful female villain. But Adastra, is she a bit panto in this? Do you think, how, in terms of how yes. she played and it? Yes, and the makeup doesn't help. There was one point, I think it was in part three, where she they're all in the caves, and she walks in, and it's literally like she's walked in, you know, the villain on the side of a panto. She sort of just strolls in. I'm here. And, um, but, but I, did I think like I her. also I, I did like her, and I think I appreciated that level of energy. It needed because it. no one else brought that. There were no other characters that were bringing, and I guess she was bringing that level that level of energy for some sense of power. Well, because you don't really see much of... We're told that this is like a whole like jungle planet and there's no metal. That becomes more and more important because they can't make tools to do like farming and make, you know, cultivate the land and stuff. So she's, what, she is like head of that area or... It's, it's strange you don't get to see the whole planet. There's just her and a few guards and everything. Obviously, budget and stuff, and maybe we don't need to see all that. I always say that we don't see enough of all the planet and everything. And I'm, I don't know what I'm expecting when I say that, but there's no other sort of royalty or whoever she's supposed to be. I well, don't know, you don't... Yeah, do you I, need... This is, I think, where I struggled following it a little because of just what you've said. Like, very early on, we're introduced... They're split up and we're introduced to the people, as it were. <laughs> yeah. And you've got, and they swap around a lot. And I was just like, it, I, I, I found it quite confusing. And I don't, again, it could have just been because I'd woken up from a three hour nap. But actually, can we talk about the um, 
what were they? The men. <laughs> well, like the savages or the bandits the savages, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really wanted more from that storyline. And I, I, I think either they needed to not be in or there needed to be more from them. Well, you needed people to show that that you yeah, like you say, they are the people that are desperate for the metal. They need to be in it so they can come and because they've stuck to steal the stuff for later on, don't they? To steal that communicator thing or for somewhere for Romana to go. Yeah, you don't get to see. But then equally, if you didn't like, have them, you could have had, for example, the doctor or Romana convincing that guard that you know something's not right and he's he feels nervous and he ends up going with along with them to try and work things out you know you didn't i just felt like there could have either been more from them and they were so, like really early on they're really involved and i was like okay so these are our like two tribe things that we're gonna and then they are pretty all we ever see is then they get into the palace they rob some things and then yeah they end up in the pit I don't even know. They, they went through a door and they were in the pit. I don't even know how they ended up in the pit. They was they then became so independent that I was just kind of like, I wasn't feeling it. No. The look, though, he looked like the guy from Keys of Mariners that captures Barbara in the cabin. Yeah, yeah, they looked like great. And it's it, I, they just it either needed more or not at all for me. Yeah, because you don't really get a sense of what. Have they got a camp, like... Right here is so one dimensional. House here, like so where is everything? Just we want metal. Oh, the palace will be empty. We'll get metal. Like it was a really, and then that's all the characters were like these scrounger people getting metal that just but happen then to stumble into the pit, and we're carrying it at the right time. Like it just felt too, com- like it just felt really a simple one-sided thing and I would have much preferred because there was a lot of the doctor figuring out and I'd have, I think I'd have preferred if the doctor had got out and met them and convinced them that this is how we're going to like help the you know, not overthrow or help me overthrow you know we're going to go in and we're going to take this and they had an interest because of the metal whatever or they weren't in it at all and which is what we was love when someone turns from the bad to the good and we had one of the, you know, like he did later when he was like, no, I want to listen to them. If we would have had him, they'd have convinced him. He's listened to what they're saying and he's like, no, maybe they are saying something right. I'm going to, you know, this has been going on for a long time and nothing's changed. Maybe you're new and you're saying things. Maybe I'll listen to you. We'll try and listen to what you say for a bit. But I quite like how when Romana's captured and they've got the metal and stuff, there's all these talks of metal as us, the audience, know about okay, it's precious metal, are they just like bandits that are just getting gold and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But then it gets more and more, as things are explained, it is sort of woven in quite well how this world doesn't have that and and things like that. I think that's quite well done. It's not totally obvious straight away. So you are wondering, okay, why are they so keen on getting metal and everything? And then when she gets the dog, they want to take K9 apart and stuff for it and it gets more and more as you go through until it's explained 
So I do quite like that. And with Adastra as well, she she knows so much more than she's letting on. It's not till like part three that she's actually we actually find out she knows everything that's been going on this whole time. Yeah, it's right at the end. So I, um, it's, so I, yeah. it, it was like part th- end of part three into part so, four. Yeah, so I do quite like how, in terms of the storytelling, it is isn't always totally obvious straight away, and it does keep you guessing. Because I, as I say, because I hadn't watched this all properly all the way through, because I probably got bored previously. Um, I was trying to, I was concentrating on the story, and actually, I I was enjoying sort of finding out who knew what and why. I quite like, yeah, the guy, the whip guy. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. His, in his all his black. In all black. In that really like, in that like thick. I There was a jacket. This was years and years ago. There was a really <laughs> nice jacket in Zara that I really you wanted to get. you told me about this jacket. You've told it me looked, about this jacket. <laughs> I don't know why I keep thinking about this jacket. It, don't, it would not have suited me at all. But it looked like it, it was made out of that me. material, but yeah. with like a gold zip. Yeah, it you've looked told like me that. <laughs> I remember you telling me about this jacket. <laughs> never seen it again it's never it's not available now i don't know but um it would never have suited me i don't know why i wanted this jacket but it looked like that uh <laughs> so, so i was like oh he's wearing my jacket <laughs> <laughs> your non-existent jacket yeah. what do you okay what do you think of the wolf weeds that we see because he's whipping them and <laughs> as le- his yeah. pets i actually thought they were quite inventive uh, yeah, you sort of go from like, oh, that's really silly, to oh, actually, that's that's quite that's good. Quite like it takes the idea of like the cowboys. Do you know what I mean? Of like, <laughs> yeah. well, it does, doesn't it? Like the tumbleweed, and he's whipping it like, like the like if it was like a cowboy with a horse or something, and it sort of it gives a sort of a westerny sort of vibe to that. I felt they could have played on that a bit more. I didn't really think of Western when I thought of it. I don't know what I was thinking. It was just really, like, I don't know how they understand when you, like, whip them, that they all sort of go into line and go around. And I thought they were yeah, a really just, clever idea. It fits in with the planet and the blob and this sort of world that we're in. They sort of blend in well with this jungle. Um, and it's not what you're expecting when they sort of pin the Doctor down and, oh, they pin K-9 down quite a lot. Um, yeah, I, I can work out what they cover him in. Web. It's like web stuff, yeah. It must like grow like web stuff over him. Um, but yeah, it just fits in and it, it's a cheap way of doing it. I think they were just radio control things inside these <laughs> bits of blob. So, no, I th- yeah, I think they were good. I, li- I no, liked I, them. No, I did. I thought they were quite a clever... They fit well within the world and the environment. It's not something we've seen before in terms of the look. And they come up enough, and it's just, it, I think, as soon as you see the Doctor get attacked, you have a very clear sense of what they are and what they do. I like that beginning, because he's looking at the egg, and he sort of looks around, and they're getting closer, then he looks away, and then looks around. It's done sort of for comedy to begin with. Yeah, I just really enjoyed that the whole first episode. I really struggled with one and two. That's very interesting. Um, well, that end of part one because we've seen this pit and we've seen at the beginning people falling down the pit just skipping ahead and the way the doctor's like yep i'm gonna go and just jumps down that was quite a good cliffhanger i thought yeah yeah I, thought that too. I was i was sort of looking through thinking like, okay when is this gonna get suddenly cheap and i'm gonna go off this and i did all of part one and i was like okay it's really good so far it looks good 
I'm covering the story, it's fine. The Doctor jumps down. Okay, it's a little bit silly because he's just holding on after... I don't think that really... The way that he jumped in and the way that then you see next time that he's holding on. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't know, reading the books and stuff, I feel that's again a bit... Because he was reading that book in the first one, Destiny of the Daleks, when the rock fell on him. I feel like that's Douglas Adams writing that in, that kind of stuff. And he's talking to himself down the pit and obviously they're going to hear him or see him. Um, but again, because it's done on film as well and you've got the angles and everything, I think that's... It's, it looks quite realistic. I quite liked, though, again, that he was hanging there and um, no one's even looked to check that he's gone into the pit. I just thought that was, that was just very... Then she's going, can we not just check? And they're going, no. <laughs> he's, just, he's just hanging there. But I agree. The way that he went in versus him hanging. But then I guess, yeah, it makes sort of sense, but... And then when you've, whenever we've seen people go in the quick, there's that green light and it's quite mysterious... And you're like, what is it? And you'll just hear the noise and see the light. And it's only sort of halfway through part two. That's when the monster actually appears. And that is where you're either going to love the story or think it's really silly. I just don't... It didn't need that the thing hanging out of it, did it? It didn't really need its arms thing. If it was just I the blob round... His arms were, or what I called, it's hard on. It just didn't need that. I don't know what... It didn't need it, did it? It could just be the blob coming through. It was like a big sort of cushion thing. Yeah, it could have just been a round thing. It could have just been a round blow-up, which it obviously was. Blob. I mean, that shot when it's like massive, massive, because we only see a bit of it, don't we? That's quite very well done. But it's just... I I suppose it pins the Doctor. It's supposed to sort of pin the Doctor. But it could just sort of squash him up. Yeah. That's the only thing that's wrong with it. And I think everyone's oh, like, oh, creature needs from the lots of things sticking out of it rather than just two. That might be the problem. It feels like that was just added on extra. Oh, let's just add this. And it's like, oh, but we've run out of time. We've run out of money. But yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's that terrible monster. But if you just get past it, it's just one appendage from being a good story. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's all it is. It's one thing. What I really liked about this, and this is going ahead a bit, when the Doctor's trying to communicate, it's this blob thing. And you sort of feel some sympathy for it because it's not a bad monster. And the, that whole scene, the best bit of this whole story, is when the Doctor's having that chat, trying to communicate. Yes, and I agree. discovering another alien creature... And it's not just, a, oh, it's a monster, get rid of it or shoot it or it's going to attack me. He's having an actual trying to communicate with an alien life force. It's a bit sort of Star trek I suppose, you know, new life and new civilizations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I really, really enjoyed that. I liked that there was a time for that, that they gave the time of the doctor trying to work out, like trying to humanise with something that is showing no conversation that has been seen as the enemy throughout. I mean, whatever is down there is killing people. That's all we know, you know? So it's it's been shown as the enemy. And it, I really liked that. And I liked how he was openly trying to justify, well, you don't you haven't killed me yet. And I from can that see- one-sided thing. I can see Tom Baker enjoying doing that, thinking, oh, the kids at home are going to really enjoy this as well. You can see that in his performance, and it's just him. I, I, I just think he's really loving doing that kind of thing, and that's him as the Doctor. 
being that kind of character. That's a very Doctor thing to be. And that's when, you know, it's not all that silly. I mean, yeah, it's done a little bit humorously as well. He's sort of, but I said, it's not over-the-top silly. It's believable in as the Doctor doing that. There's some real heart to that scene yeah. as well. There's that's some real heart, is. which is the, the point of the Doctor in the moments of everything he... He always considers life. Yeah, that's even his life that can't communicate with him and has no. And he's really trying to communicate with it and work it out, even if it looks like he's giving it a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think that's him being silly as well, and probably uh, he probably knew what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, and we see this astrologer guy. Oh, I need to look up his name because I've forgotten his name. I liked um, him. Organon. Organonon. Organonon. <laughs> Organon, I think it was. I don't know. I don't think it's believable. He's been lived so he's been living down there for a couple of years. Apparently, he got thrown yeah. Down I there. quite liked that. <laughs> I did. So I, I liked it in terms of because we meet him first, and I think that was it's a first indication if someone's been able to live there that maybe it's not just something that kills. Like it's a first sign of like it's not what it seems. You're not just going in a pit and you die because someone's obviously been able to live down there for a while. And he even says, like, well, it's just left me alone. The only thing that annoyed me about him was later on when he was having a huff about the fact that the doctor said that he could die. Yeah, while he's eating his chicken wing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. I was like, what? Like, has this, like, come on, think of your situation. He wasn't putting you up. Like, and she keeps, and she's like, no, he wasn't. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the only bit that annoyed me. But the rest of the time, I really, like, up until then, I really enjoyed him as a character, as sort of like this guy that's obviously seen all this happening, kind of like, um, Binro. Uh, Binro, but no one's believed him. Or, you know, she, he's correct, so she's tricked him in. <laughs> Because he's telling the truth. Oh, he, she literally just chucks everybody in that pit that doesn't agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> or could be saying something that's true and doesn't want it out. So in you go. Yeah. And meanwhile, Romana and Adastra and K9 are having all that sort of interrogation. Romana gets slapped by Adastra. She gives her a proper slap. It's like, oh my God. Um, and she wants, and so there's this whole thing with this is where K9 comes into it more. I was still enjoying it. It was I was just like, okay, what's going to happen now? It was slowing down a little bit in terms of plot because I just wanted to get to like, I just wanted to know what the blob wanted, wanted and what was going on with the blob. Because <laughs> I really the, blob the blob was pretty much all of three, wasn't it? A lot of it, yeah. I'm trying to remember when the Doctor didn't meet the blob until episode three. No, episode two. I've got episode it. two yeah. met the blob. But, oh, the Doctor's attacked by the blob at the end of two. It comes, oh, that it was it, it, and then and it then, comes, and it, yeah. And then, it, and then it's they don't have a conversation. conversation. Oh, it's much later for the conversation, yeah. Uh, because in episode three, the cave's shut, and it's just this eggshell I, I meant the conversation we were talking about, where he's trying to communicate. Oh, yeah, that was um That was three. in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then four was when they have the thing to communicate. yeah. And I liked how we've seen that at the beginning, that shield thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've had that for ages. And it becomes really important later on. And this is when the, you have to have the bandits because they have to come in. Everybody's out at Adastra's house. So that's why they can come in. Like, There's nobody around or whatever. I they just come in and raid it. at all. And this, I think, annoyed me more than anything. How are people getting in this pit? 
so easily. Exactly. Because they throw everyone down the pit and you think, oh, that's that's the only way in. And then Adasha and that, they're like, right, come on, guards, everyone, we're going down the pit. They're all in and out this pit. So I I don't know how... (laughs) That literally, it grinded my gears more than anything. Like, I was just like, everyone's just going for a door and they're in this pit. Like, these guys literally to escape, they went for another door and they were in the pit. Like, I so, do not understand. All those people that have been through... I mean, that... What's his name? That astrologer guy. He's been he down there for years. <laughs> he could have walked out with them. Like, I, I do not understand how... Like, I wanted to see people go in the pit. I wanted to see, like, a lad just be like, okay, well, we're going to go in and get things out. or And then those guys be stuck and be like, we're going to have to go down here to get out. Maybe that is the only... No, that can't be the only way. No, they go through doors. Everyone goes through doors. Even that woman, went. Well, the old lady, when she escapes, she goes back up and then she's in the house. I'm like, how have she got in? She's nowhere near the pit. I don't understand. Why that is my bandits... biggest frustration with this entire story. Why do the bandits take... They get all their loot and then they go down the pit with it, don't they? And they're like, oh, we've yeah, got all this well, stuff. And, and they say something about how they're trapped. They can't go that way because some people there... But they don't go down the pit. They go through like another door. They go, let's go this way. And then they're in the pit. Like, and now I, when I saw them walking through with the thing, I was like, what the fuck? Talk about, like, literally, your, your whole purpose has been for the timing of this. But I want, I'd have, I'd have believed it more if earlier on we'd have seen people going into the pit, like, okay, we're putting ladders down. We're going to all go into the pit. And then they were felt trapped in that room and they were like, we've got to get out of here quick. Let's go d- here. There's some ladders. Let's go down here. Everyone's just well, walking through doors into the pit. Where are these the doors? S- <laughs> well, how do they get the blob out of the pit? They're like, oh, we've, we've got him out now. They're like, right, we'll get you out. <laughs> that's, what, that's the thing. The blob could have got out at any point, it turns out, because when they're talking to the blob, it's there at the door. No, well, they say when they've talked to... Uh, Irato and everything. They're like, right, we'll we'll pulley you out. We'll get you out. And then they're like, okay, yeah, our guys have got him out now. And then he comes to the door. Yeah, uh, they do pulley. I was gonna say. I say, well, like... they say we'll get you out. We'll pull you out of the pit. But I don't know how because did you see how big it was when they were like really small when it was like massive. I don't know how they get that whole thing out there. And I like how when it's at the well, door, the it's at the window. Surely through the pit. That's why the pit was made and it was dropped in. I'm so confused by it. It's but not that, like no, the door. But that pit is really small. That is like a little rectangle. <laughs> that blob isn't coming out of that pit. There must be somewhere else. Ah, uh, so many <laughs> questions. I mean, if you call it creature from the pit, you need to work out the pit. Is yeah. How do you get in and out of the pit? How big is the pit? How does we everyone else know... get in the pit? Yeah, we need like a full background of this pit. I need a map of that place. That's what I need. I need someone to send me a map so I can work out the logistics of entrances in and out of the pit i like when they do talk to the blob it's whoever's voice is holding it and they've got to hold the thing so everybody gets a turn at doing the voice so quite like I thought, and i liked on. i liked how they used her voice to prove that she was wrong or like well if it's coming out of your mouth something sort of you know again i thought that was quite fun and clever i like yeah and then when it's revealed that she knows everything that's been going on and it, it landed in peace and she threw it down the pit <laughs> and everything because she wants the monopoly on money, um, metal. She gives it away, doesn't she? There's a couple of... She's like, no, it can't speak or you don't want to... There's something... She's There's a few lines there just before we find out 
but that end of episode three when it's coming towards her and she's like no no and they it goes on that she's on her for ages that end of episode acting i mean all full credit for her for going way over there she's like no 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 like waiting for someone to say cut <laughs> I really did laugh. Uh, she really does not want to touch it, but then her hand very slowly would go on it each time with the doctor's help. She was not fighting it that hard. She knew what she had to do. I, I, I don't know. I found the whole balance of that quite funny. It's a bit harsh when it kills her, though. I couldn't work out what killed her. I think the um, metal things, what they're called again? Wolf weeds. I think the wolf weeds kill her. And the blob eats the wolf weeds because it said something about oh I've not had because she I think they attack her and the because then they're gone and the blob eats the wolf weeds because he said oh I've not had that much whatever for a long time. That's his first meal, yeah. And he said he doesn't um, eat humans. But then when she dies and Whip Man takes See, over, I'm given a gender. I mean, it's not gender. She, it's it's Irato. We'll say Irato. Irato the they... blob. <laughs> It's yeah. what, it doesn't have a gender, does it, that we know of? Oh, I really love Arato. It's like an Alpha Centauri sort of. It like really fun. is. I'd love to have a chat to Arato. I'd, I, I would have Arato round and Alpha Centauri. And we'd all have a like, they get on so well. I'm going to look up about. Arato. Yeah. I <laughs> it's probably going to say it's a blob. Probably, but. Arato. Like, so I read. Um, Oregano or whatever his name as um Oregano then. Erato, right here we are. It says he in the TARDIS. It, it does say it does say he. The phallic appearance here we go, this is what I was talking about before. The phallic appearance of Erato's proboscis forced an overnight addition of pincers to the prop following bouts of uncontrolled laughter in the studio. Oh, I see. So they had the they had just it had one pincer. It had one bit. I'm doing. <laughs> I had one bit, and then they added this pincer bit after to make it less. But it doesn't really help. No, it just looks like he's doing a blowjob. No, but I, I'm all for us. And it wasn't bad, really. It sent out that signal. I know that that star thing was going to come and like destroy the whole planet, but it couldn't help it. It had just sent out a distress. I mean, it was thrown down a pit for like 15 years, and it was just put out a distress signal. It's not its fault. It wasn't bad, and it does try and help. And re it could have gone bad and been like, right, I'm going, you're all going to die. But it stayed to help. And we have that whole ending. Because actually, in episode four, we get all the explanation and everything. And I was thinking, well, we've got loads of episode left. What's going to happen now? And there's quite a bit more to go with all the, the spaceship well, stuff. It did make start. sense that, that he was like, well, I've not returned. They're going to take that as a... like. Of course, it's been like gone for 12 years. So it does make sense. Um, that something like that, rather than just like, oh, well, off we go, okay, true stop. The whole episode is just them just having an agreement, <laughs> negotiation. But yeah, so this is where I don't understand with the hierarchy of the planet. 
So Ad Astra's gone and Whipman is now next in line. Like there's where is everybody else? Where well, is the I rest think of it? Whipman and Sorcerer. I think like they obviously just must be the more they were who were left because they both seem to be there. He was like, Oh, I see a tall, dark and then... Oh, that's all a bit silly that does he actually have powers or not? Because I think it's Unless if he's returned bit... and he must have had some sort of power as a sorcerer to be able to see what was coming and stuff. And all his predictions were true. So I guess within the society, he must have been of some level. Yeah, I mean... And I guess it's more of a society rather than like a hierarchy that we know in terms of like royalty. Maybe it is a society that is based more on like, well, if someone steps up with the knowledge of like how to make, give the society function and form, give, you know, okay, well, we give you vegetation, you give us metal and then we can it maybe it's more like that yeah no i yeah i enjoyed it i really did i thought it was fun and i'm glad I i've watched it, it again i give it a 6 in other circumstances maybe you know like a if i'd have spread it out more as i as i normally do maybe i'd have enjoyed it more maybe i'd have taken it in more i just i found k9 really annoying in it and that's a shame yeah well, and i just you... found like i found elements of it just quite like I say the whole pit thing I found like what is I found bits like that frustrating and I think because I struggled to follow it properly like really get into it follow it that's why those things stuck out to me more sometimes you can get away with it if the storyline's really strong and you're really in it like we've had it before where something's happened I'm like but I don't mind that because I can forgive it because the rest of the story's been so strong I can forgive something not lining up whereas this <laughs> the pit was such a crucial element <laughs> I was like and I, I was just so like well like they're carrying it in like how have they got in here like what I don't know I just don't feel I was into it enough what are you thinking of Romana now you've had a couple of her stories I mean we are halfway through the season all right I don't not like her she's different to the other one she reminds me a bit of Vicky I mean, she had that moment with the bandits where she's like, I'm a time lady and... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I I don't find her as... like Yeah, that was it. So that felt very first Romana. And you don't get as much of that. That's sort of like, I know who I am, my knowledge, and it feels more companion-y than time lordy, which is probably why I feel... There's ele- I'm hiccuping, sorry. There's elements of Vicky... Because Vicky was quite bolshy and she's quite a bolshy and I think that comes from like her knowledge, her intelligence and who she is, i.e. a Time Lord. I mean, I like last week's City of Death more, but this is better than the Dalek one. I agree with that. Hmm. Okay. Well, there we are. Creature from the pit. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next is four parts. Okay. And it's called Nightmare of Eden. Oh, that feels like it's going to be very... Green as well. Yeah, that's that's about it. That's that's it. I, haven't think, any, it? I haven't got anything else to say this week. No, same. Where can you find us, Mark? Well, you can find us uh, at To Watch Who on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for everyone that's been in touch. Oh yes, and we're on YouTube as well. Forgot about that. Uh, and you can also support us at BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash To Watch Who. And we will see you next week for Nightmare of Eden. 
Two. Watch who? 